Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five ways Michigan built a champion. Uh, you know, I like usually, you know, I, I don't think I've I recapped, you know, Georgia in the same way. Um, but it is you they are Michigan's a little bit unique in the modern era of college football excuse me because none of these classes were top five like they did it I mean they were they weren't bad classes I mean they were in the top 10 12 most of the time but they did it in Jim Harbaugh's image and and here's how Uh, number five and I put this at five because um, it's something they needed but it wasn't something that was I think the most important to what they did and that's a winner at QB they had the perfect guy for the Michigan system in in J.J. McCarthy and we said it early in the show I think sometimes he's easy to forget about or he, because he's not Michael Penix or Bo Nix or any of these other, you know, kind of big time quarterbacks, statistically, you forget he's there, but he makes plays when he needs to. And he's very consistent. He's more than a bus driver. I I think that that's true, but he's not like, there's nothing spectacular, but also they don't really have to use all the, like, you know, he's a golfer who can play with three clubs. You know, it's just like, yeah, give him a putter, a wedge and a driver or a four iron or something. And he's fine. You know, it just kind of how it works uh, for JJ McCarthy, but they had a lot of guys that came in and were kind of okay fits, but JJ McCarthy was the perfect Harbaugh quarterback. Yeah, he's uh, highly rated coming out of high school for a reason. I mean, the guy's got skills, but again, I was just sitting there last night going like, yeah, this is the maybe least heralded national championship quarterback. And I know Georgia could probably make a case for that here recently, yeah. actually, but and we've kind of been on that run where you haven't necessarily had to have the star like the Michael Penix, the guy who does everything for you. It's about the team, and Michigan had a great team, and they had a great fit at quarterback and a a really great leader and playmaker when they needed him to be. Like last night when things were getting a little dicey, they need him to do something. He breaks off one run that turns into, you know, a couple of runs that all of a sudden has got – uh, Washington on their heels again, so uh, and and picking up some big yardage and, and running time off that clock. So yeah, he he had his moments. He didn't have to be the man though for them last night, but when they needed him to make a play for them, he was able to make some plays for them. That again, down inside their ten yard line, and game was on the line. And that run he made was not just a ten or twelve yard run. He he picked up about thirty and and looked good doing it. Uh, they made smart portal additions uh, along the way. Uh, AJ Barner, their tight one of their tight ends, really good, uh, steady player. But he wasn't like he's the second tight end behind Colton Loveland. And uh, yeah, they used uh, three and four. Now the the two biggest ones they made uh, that were really smart were Ladarius Henderson, their fantastic tackle, and Drake Nugent, their fantastic center. Those are NFL players. They added along the offensive line. They just made. It wasn't like you go through last year's you know portal additions and um and even the year before like they're short on the the spectacular the oh my gosh the this sexy guy, the but they were 
very, very efficient, and they're very good. Of course, Ladarius Hennon and Drake Nugent alone, those are NFL offensive linemen. They usually don't just you know, pluck those off the tree. Uh, and they've, they just, everything they, every move they made in that regard worked out. And it wasn't, they built their team through their own recruiting and supplemented through the portal. And if you get inverse, it's like, you know, the Cleveland Browns have $150 million of cap room. So just, you know, Use it. go on a bender and yeah. send it to everybody. Well, that's not always the best thing. Sometimes maybe you should pull some of that back and, and be smarter with it. They were just very smart in the way they built this roster. No doubt that sometimes everyone looks at the sexy, but it's the ones that are the the ones that fill the gap, and not just depth, but somebody who can start that makes a difference that not everybody sees. Yeah. Number three, a veteran team. This team played together for a long time. Uh, this was they didn't the guys they lost that they lose in the portal. Uh, they didn't lose anybody that was that was super crucial. I think Eric All, who went to uh, was a very good tight end in Iowa, was probably the biggest one that they've lost over the last couple of years. But this team, for the most part, played together for a long time. Blake Corum came back uh, after an injury last year at uh, the running back position and did what he did this year. They just all were together for so long that this um, this ending almost seems inevitable when you think about how you know you have older players that stick together through college sports longer than they have the last few years because of COVID and because of now NIL and things that are making teams stick. This veteran team showed uh, why it's good to have juniors and seniors littering your roster because they can control games. Yeah, I think we've seen the benefits. Uh, TCU, even last year, coming yep. up short, was a very veteran-laden team. Um, you know, Baylor, a couple years back, very veteran-laden yep. team. And I'm not talking national titles, obviously, but I'm talking about conference championships that we can go down the line. Finished number five in the country, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they finished top five that year. TCU, obviously, was national runner-up. Uh, but, yeah, the, the older and uh, more, uh, I guess, experienced you are is, is going to be a huge benefit. And I, I do wonder... Uh, and watching them last night, and I saw this posed by just someone completely random that I, I came across skimming through Twitter. But I was thinking the same thing uh, a week or so ago and just thinking about college football in the future of with NIL. And you know, there's even talks about like raising the scholarship limits and all the things that are going in favor of just how much are people going to now be stacking depth as much as, as humanly possible to to replicate what a, a Michigan was able to do. Because you're like, it, not necessarily the, the sexy wide receiver, but just solid Another, and yeah. deep and experienced and, Which, and all of those things. And that's what seems to be paying off in this era is being deep and experienced and aged and, and, and all those things. Which is almost a throwback to the 50s, 60s, and 70s when there were no scholarship limits. In the elite schools, the Blue Bloods would have – 185 guys on their roster so that 90 of them wouldn't be playing against them. Yeah. yeah. I, I always, when you mention that, I always think about the line in Rudy where the one guy is like, I had scholarships to three Big Ten schools, but mm-hmm. my dad was a legacy here, so I had to come, and he was just one of the last guys on the roster at Notre Dame. Yep. Um, he had a scholarship, but he was barely more important yep. than Rudy was. And um, that's because there were, you know, not scholarship limits. But, yeah, that's – so now, yeah, there's um, – I, you know, I think if you look at the if you look around to the coaches that are trying to mimic this, like yes, you're going to see Ohio State adding a Quinchon Judkins or what Ole Miss is doing in the portal. But the ones who are going to be really good at it for the long term are the ones that are like you know what, um, yeah, I need I need a veteran left guard right now. And while this guy might not be a third round draft pick, he's a good college player, and I need him to keep my quarterback upright. And it's those things that they that they're really good at. Number two, players were in lockstep with the coaches. 
at no point did the chemistry of this team ever waver. And this team had some off-field issues of their own making, of the coaching staff's own making. Connor Stallions, whatever you think about it, was of Jim Harbaugh's making. I mean, this was a decision that they made to bring this stalker in and let him do what he did. And however that works out and ends it, um, it could have been a terrible distraction to this team and instead of letting it distract them they use that as fuel as like oh you think we're only good because yeah we know what's coming well guess what yeah here's what we're gonna do now i do think this i think the thing that's gonna bother me the most about it is was there a game when they had all that information that maybe they didn't start out as well that a team that would have had it uh would have maybe lost Maybe that's where it sticks to me. But for the most part, I'm, uh, I don't like it, but I'm more impressed with the fact that they were able to overcome it and move through in the way that they were, especially from the players. McCarthy's end. numbers dropped at the end of the year, but my God, they also faced Penn State, Michigan, and others, Alabama, at the end of the year. I'm not so sure in the end that the drama did not it, it like invigorate. Uh, galvanize. Galvanize. There's that word. I think somebody used it yesterday. Galvanize them. Because there was never any kind of, like, leakage. You never really saw any kind of, like, man, oil. they're leaking oil at any time. Even when they were pushed, I thought they did incredibly well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that when all that was happening, I was of the opinion of, well, of course teams are cheating. I mean, that's kind of what I felt like because it's college football. You mean to tell me that somebody's looking to get a, an advantage? Oh, my God, I can't believe it. In college football, no way. Like So I wasn't surprised by the fact that there was – something potentially going on um but you know to to their critics i mean they did go down that stretch harbaugh served a suspension and they kept on winning and so that's all you could do from their standpoint and that's what they did and so you know everybody whoever wants to say can say whatever they want to say but michigan's going to be next to 2023 national champions in football for the remainder of time and there's not going to be an asterisk there's not going to be a reggie bush no, usc 04 there's not going to be any yeah. of that i mean as far as we could tell unless there's some super smoking gun but at that point you would at this point you would have heard about that so yeah i mean there there will be naysayers but i feel like there is even for teams who do it like there's teams that even with georgia last year like yeah but they you know like so that's going to be part of the deal and i don't think michigan fans are too worried about that and nor should they be really no. after last night no and number one the best offensive and defensive line combo in america mm-hmm. that's that's yeah, how you do sure. it they were very again veteran laden look I, I guess um mason graham's coming back next year i mean they're gonna lose chris jenkins uh but you know they lost mozzie smith and didn't miss a step so they're uh they're building up front has been second to none and that is good old school michigan football that they did and uh, they were just so dominant up front. And again, without, you know, they didn't have a, you know, Dallas Turner or Jared Verse type pass rusher that was racking up sacks. It's just, they just stuffed you every no. time. And it was they like got, they got their hands on you. And I know mm-hmm. an offensive line, but they got on, and you were like Velcro. Mm-hmm. They, and they, they, they just beat you up. And, and it wasn't always flawless, but it was. It was impressive. Well, they left uh, Washington limping out of that building last night. Uh, at least their star quarterback. They left him dinged up and, and bruised up. And yeah, they were they when they got their hands on you, they brought you down. There wasn't missed tackles or missed. There was a very solid football team and uh, very 
well coached as much as people want to hate to hear that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just assign credit to Harbaugh. It assigns credit to everybody on that staff. Um, I, I do hate, though, that the one part that I will hate about going back to number two is if I've kind of avoided the whole Stallions thing ever since it yeah. happened. I don't like the whole port. I, I, don't, I don't want any part of that or to entertain any of it or, you know, whatever. So I, I hope it doesn't become a thing where it's like now a goofy, like, oh, here's Connor Stallions. Pop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, just, I don't want them to make a, a mockery of it um, because I think that would take away and, and kind of spit in the face of, you know, some of, uh, of those who did do it the right way or just kind of the way that they went about it. Like, yeah, leave him exit stage left for, for good from now on. But, uh, yeah, saw the, the, I guess, response. He had a meme or something or a, a gif that he put out last night, and I, I'm going to go back to staying away from that. But yeah. it, it was inevitable I, there would be a comment of some oh, sort, yeah, look, and, and they need to move on. Look, the <laughs> buying tickets and shooting on your cell phone was one thing, but when he's scamming his way on a Central Michigan sideline, that is, yeah. that, that's kind of a new level. Yeah. Of, but um, – Seriously, like, and he was in the military and then left. I kind of think the military, maybe he's a little nuts. Maybe they don't want him back, but uh, he. <laughs> I don't know. He's but, celebrating last night, though. Yeah, I, I'm, just saying, was, I, I'm just saying I don't want him to be a, a regular part of my yeah. entertainment routine when it no. comes to college football. No, no thanks. No, it was, it yeah. was, I'd, I'd rather it, uh, yeah, I would rather it not Let's be Let's just a celebrate part of Michigan football Garrett, and what they did. Yeah. Uh, Mason Smith, any good? Um, He he could be, but he's, I don't a, think he's he headed to the NFL. Yeah, and I just, I just, yeah. well, I was just trying to. Well, I didn't know. Also, Jace McClellan, running back at Alabama, he's a uh, uh, Alito, great player in high school in Texas, headed to the NFL. I want to say happy birthday to Leslie, that's retired stockbroker's wife. She's also a Michigan girl. She was a Go Big Blue. Congratulations on her birthday present. The team she loves winning the national title. Sorry, I did not mention that yesterday on actually the birthday. All right, Emery Winter, thank you so much. Jack McKenzie, Baylor and BYU tonight. Uh, the game will be tipped off at six, uh, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock at the Foster Pavilion. Garrett Ross, thank you, sir. Craig Smoke, thank you. Paul Catalina, thank you. Our sponsors, thank you. And you, of course, in the chat. And also the text line. We'll get to whatever we couldn't get to We'll do that tomorrow, and thanks to the Super Chats today from Kim, retired stockbroker, among many others. I'm David Smoke. Good night, 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.